Blondes with glasses, they can't sing. Blondes with glasses, let's do this podcast thing. Hi, Shannon. Not started recording yet, so we're going to start again. Okay. (laughs) Hi, Shannon. Hi, Becca. Nailed it. Nailed it. (laughs) So, I, I literally cannot wait to hear about this, because you told me the other day that... You met the, what was it, the creator or the, the producer? producer? The producer of, this is the British Bake Off or the Irish Bake Off? Irish Bake Off. Irish Bake Oh, that's a little more disappointing. Yeah. Oh. But. <laughs> <laughs> Rude. Okay. <laughs> you still have to give us the skinny, what's all the secret inside information that we don't know? Uh, secret inside information. All right. Well, so they license it from the BBC, so I got a lot of information about the, you can't eat while we're recording. <laughs> You're talking. It'll be fine. I can hear it. You're oh, we're gonna get people writing and saying it's disgusting. <laughs> God. Anyway, I I don't even know her. It's Listeners, my post lunch chocolate. I need the chocolate to survive. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway. Uh huh. Um. So I since. So they get the Bible and everything from the BBC. So I learned about the original Bake Off as well as okay. uh, the Irish Bake Off. But um, most interesting stuff that I learned is uh, the Irish Bake Off films two episodes at a time. So they they would do like Monday through Thursday. I learned about the audition process, which is uh, you submit stuff saying like, I want to be on the Bake Off or whatever. And you have to be completely amateur. You can't... Have, you can have gone to culinary school, but it has to have been at least 10 years ago. Wow. Um, you can't sell any food, basically. So if you have a store that sells your own baking products, you can't mm-hmm. participate. Um, you, The judges and the producers sit down and do taste tests for people that get to a certain stage. And then... Uh, beyond that, they have they do a technical challenge oh, and to see how they'll do, and after that, they do another challenge of some kind, and then they pick the how is it twelve? Yeah, yeah, twelve, and then they have two subs in case they need to sub anybody in. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did I learn? Oh, they do not film breakdowns, which is something that had been floating around on the internet I had seen, but they actually don't. So if somebody's having, like, a really... is having a breakdown about their cooking, they won't film it because they won't use it because that's not the point of the show, which is so nice. That's beautiful. Which was so nice, but then I watched the most recent episode of The Great Irish Bake Off, and there is literally, in the scenes for next week, a woman having a breakdown. Oh, well. (laughs) Everyone's a liar. Yeah. So I don't know if it's, um, if it's like lost in translation, because that's definitely something they do at the BBC, but, or if it's like not as big a deal as it seems because of the way they edit it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I now know a lot of really useless facts. They film in September, stuff like that. But it's weekdays, which is surprising because I always thought it was, they get away for a weekend. Yeah. You have week. chocolate in your teeth. I do. <laughs> That's the price you pay. Yeah, well, the that's listener the price... is offended by the chocolate in teeth right now. <laughs> the, that's the price I have to pay. I have to watch your chocolatey teeth for the rest of this. Okay, um, I'm setting it aside. It's not worth it. 
You've made you've made uh, this unfun. <laughs> I was getting all cozy. I'm under a blanket. I'm sorry. Unbelievable. I'm sorry. This is our this is our see this is a sequel episode too, so this is like fun times. I know. Yeah. It's different if we're like together and we're drinking wine and we're being goofy, but I, there's there is a line to be drawn with eating on the air. It just is not a thing. <laughs> you can't do oh, it. Boy. It's right inside people's ears. They don't like that. Okay. They don't like that. But uh, I think the BBC does film theirs on weekends. Yeah. Because I think I that's think. a lot nicer than saying. Because if they're home bakers, it's not like I'm going to go stop my close my bakery and tell them I'm on the Great British Bake Off so it's be, it'd be mm-hmm. fine. It's like, yeah. I have to stop being a lawyer for a week. <laughs> no, no, it's definitely different in Ireland because they're, you know, it's less money to go around for sure. Mm-hmm. A lot less. They had 17,000 people audition last Whoa. season for the Bake Off. Holy crap. The, the British one, yeah. Yep. So if you just make it on the show, my God. Yeah, you've already won the lottery, yeah. basically. <laughs> yep. So, uh, yeah, that super relates to our topic today. Sure. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, it doesn't, sadly. No. <clears throat> but, okay, so the other day, we were remembering that Mandy Moore had a streak of time from 2001 to 2004 where she was in huge movies. Mm-hmm. Like... A Walk to Remember, Princess Diaries, Chasing saved. Liberty, Saved. So I re- we both realized that we hadn't seen Chasing Liberty in years. I had never I had never seen it. Oh, you'd never seen it. Oh, so no. exciting. I remember seeing it with Julie <laughs> probably around the time it came out. So like 2003 mm-hmm. or something. Um, but I was like, all I remember is that that would be a great one for a sequel because... Just the trope. We, I'm basically realizing that what we do a lot of the time is steal the trope, which is just us sort of rewriting the movie instead of making yes. a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> we rewrite the movie to make it gay, which is what's going to be happening here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's just one great way to uh, to adapt and create something new. Actually, mm-hmm. that was the producer of the Bake Off. The reason she came in to talk to us was about TV formats and how... As an American, you would think, like, oh, we stole everything from another country. But we're not stealing things. We're licensing them. And people are making a million dollars, a billion dollars mm-hmm. off of these licenses. So we should come up with a format which we can license, and then we'll make millions. And I'm saying, if we, if people formatted these films yeah. and we just remade them over and over again, yeah. these people would be rich. It's <laughs> and so we would true. all be happy. You know? Yeah, like, yeah. if you just, yeah, if you somehow licensed a high concept rom-com and whatever mm-hmm. that trope was you'd be in it you know you would be rolling in dough mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yep be so hanging out with rihanna let's break down what chasing liberty is because <laughs> <Rihanna>. <laughs> she's known for licensing things you know sorry no i was just thinking about bitch better have my money oh. which is current <laughs> a song i've been listening to a lot recently <laughs> oh boy uh, yes, yeah, so tell me more about Chasing Let's Liberty. Let's break down Chasing Liberty, remind people, mm-hmm. the four people who saw it when it came out. I, mm-hmm. I don't know actually how popular that movie was. Did um, we check it on Rotten Tomatoes? No. Oh, I'll do that. You, you tell you, us you, a little You do that synopsis. while I, I get the little synopsis of this amazing... Wait, don't you have the app? You should... I have You it. should check Rotten Okay. Okay, I'll give the synopsis. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, God. Uh, 
Okay, so Chasing Liberty is one of, I think, many films that follows this idea of the president's daughter is cooped up in the house, mm-hmm. 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, and needs to get out. And needs My to date, date with the president's, with the president's daughter. daughter. I literally, we watched that, we watched Chasing Liberty, and then for the next three hours, I think I just sang that one line to myself yes. as I cooked mm-hmm. dinner. <laughs> it was a real problem. I just kept saying my date with the president's daughter over and over because I couldn't remember yeah. any other lyrics to that song. I think the next lyric is, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm remembering correctly. Ooh, 19% on Rotten Tomatoes. 60% uh, by the users. So. Yeah, see, it doesn't mean anything. We've already established that Rotten Tomatoes yeah, doesn't mean it anything. It says the consensus but... was formulate comfort food for the teen crowd, which is amazing to me so true i love those i you know we were talking about this last week about tropes and everything and how there's certain tropes that i just that well i will always love and mm. i love these tropey rom-coms you know yep. i think that, and if if you can do it while still being enjoyable and fun and light and delightful instead of there's definitely some formulaic rom-coms that are just like duds yeah but this is not one of them this is a delightful, no. delightful movie. No. Yeah, so she's the president's daughter, as you were saying. She's cooped up. Yes. She fe- she's 18, and she feels like she can't do anything, which mm-hmm. actually, it's kind of amazing what she can do because Michelle Obama is talking about how she can't wait to not be first lady because she can't wait to open a window. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> she's literally not allowed, she's not allowed to drive around with the windows down in the car. She's not allowed to open a window in the White House. Like, she's not allowed oh. to go for a walk on her own like oh my god she can't wait to not be in the white house anymore and this girl (laughs) is like i just want to go on a date without secret service being like hidden in the background yeah no just be amazed that you can do any of that but (laughs) yeah she definitely lived in a simpler time than we live in for sure because i was thinking about it i was like malia and sasha got off so easy i mean because it could have been atrocious if it, if they had been like Mandy Moore in this movie. Right. Because she was just a wild... She wasn't even a wild child. She was just like very opinionated, <laughs> wanted to get out, wanted to go to the love fest, which seemed a lot like pride to me, but uh-huh. okay. <laughs> well, what's amazing is that she... So, like, she comes into the White House when she's 12, and with Malia and Sasha, it was like, they're children. We will mm-hmm. not bother them. Yeah. And it's like this yep. universal... Like, nobody has bothered them. Like, people yeah. don't go after them at all, even though they are getting older and, you know, getting into teenage This, This girl, this character, Mandy Moore's character, was, like, doing giving speeches and basically being, like, an ambassador and a representative of the White House. But she came in when yeah. she was 12, and shouldn't the press have just, like, left her alone? I guess, I don't know. Well, isn't that what Chelsea Clinton was sort of like? I guess. Wasn't, she was more of a... I yeah. feel like the Bush twins were too, but they were all I, a bit older when they got. When yeah, they were I think office. I feel I like think that is the key. The kids haven't been this young since like Kennedy's. Mm-hmm. The president yeah. hasn't been this young for a while. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, anyway, so the premise of <laughs> the premise of the movie is they go to <laughs> they go to Europe. Mm-hmm. They and she strikes out on her own, but she picks up this guy along the way right. who we know as the viewers is also a hidden secret service agent right. there to tail her. But it's and so, Matthew Good, so he's the most attractive man. Mo- so, so handsome. <laughs> handsome. It is ridiculous. <laughs> we both texted each other at the same time being like, he's so handsome. <laughs> I thought that I probably thought 
that ten times throughout the movie. Like, yeah. just whenever he would smile, I would just be like, oh, wow. Yeah, you just melt Matthew a little bit. Good. You've got God. it. Got it going on. And he hasn't aged a day. I was watching it on Downton Abbey recently. And, mm. of course, oh, you yes. know he's going to marry Mary because he's Wait, the most I'm... attractive man in the world. So, obviously, she has to end up with him. <laughs> I didn't know any of this. <laughs> uh, I forgot because I saw that one episode that he was in a couple seasons ago. I, I am not following it anymore. So he's back because it's the last. I have to go back. I have to go back for good. <laughs> That's a good one. Anyway, so so like yeah, she is, she escapes the Secret Service or whatever. Is so she thinks that she's on the back of his moped and whatever, and they end up on this adventure through Europe. Where she mm-hmm. goes from Prague to Venice to Berlin, and they yep. fall in love along the way. It's been three days. They fall in love. Yeah. <laughs> but he sleeps with her, which is insane, because yeah. there's his entire career gone. You slept with the yeah. president's daughter while you're supposed to be protecting her. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't like, believe it. <laughs> that would take you, you would get, like, federal prison time, probably. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Probably oh. go to go to Guantanamo. Right, for right. Sure. Probably end up in Guantanamo for sure. Um, but anyway, he just like quit or something at the end, and then yeah, they end up together in the end because she transfers to Oxford, starts studying abroad her second semester of college. I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah. It was very unclear, but they were in the Haymarket Theater in London at an opera, and he was taking photos. Oh. And I guess he was a photographer, so it sort of made sense. But it just seemed like such a leap. Oh, because she like. Opera, that's right. Okay, so yeah. that's why, that's why. Never mind. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, yeah, it was it was very weird, because I don't know if I think can think of another movie like that where they were just like, and then they had sex, and then they're together, or whatever. And I, it just seemed like if I had seen that as a kid, I wouldn't have known that they had had sex. I would have just been like, <laughs> oh, they made out. Uh-oh. He's <laughs> in his boxers, and that's it? Yeah. <laughs> that's wow, how you're so obviously. Old. Catholic, um, yep. <laughs> <laughs> but it's but it's true though. Like, how many of those rom coms of like teen rom coms actually mm. where they have sex? Especially now, I yeah. feel like you just don't. She see. also got naked twice in that movie. Like the she first did. time, she's dr- she's super drunk or whatever, and she goes in the river. Which but the second time, she's disgusting. like, it was that was super gross. But she's very like, she's very horny. Yeah, <laughs> and she wants it, and he is being a gentleman or whatever, and saying no because he knows that she's the president's daughter, and, and... he's supposed to protect her, not sleep right. with her. But he yeah, has just like no in willpower. the wedding date. Oh my god, the wedding date! <laughs> <laughs> it really reminded me of the wedding date. <laughs> it's yeah, uh, it's one of those tropes again where it's like we can't fall in love. Oh, we fell in yeah. love, which yep. is great. Who doesn't love that? Oh, God, so good. <laughs> anyway, so afterwards we were like, let's do the sequel, obviously. Uh-huh. Um, is it a sequel, really? Or is it a... It's a, a reboot? A <laughs> reboot. It's a reboot. Yes, that's right. Okay. Where we just redo the... It's just like Spider-Man or whatever. We just redo the movie ten years later with a new yep. cast and a new twist, yep. which is, it's gay. <laughs> <laughs> and, just, and just more feminist all around, like... The Jeremy Piven character, so the whole time in the movie, there's these two Secret Service agents um, following them to, you know, make sure she's okay, and it's Jeremy Piven and this other lady, and he is such a skis for, like, 90% of the movie, where he just says really inappropriate things to his partner, is constantly hitting on her, but in, like, 
just an un, very unpleasant way. Yeah, and very graphic. It's very unwanted on her end for majority of the time. And then he gets a haircut at one point and she's like, all right, I'm into it. Yeah. So it's just, I, I'm very excited to redo that whole dynamic with mm-hmm. none other. The Rock. <laughs> the Rock. <laughs> the Rock. And then his his Secret Service partner, Haley Atwell. <laughs> oh my God. I forgot about it until you just said it. <laughs> she's on loan from, the, so they go to London or something. No, 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 no. We're going to Australia. That's remember? right. So how does Haley Atwell become a Secret Service agent with The Rock? I don't know. They didn't They didn't really explain why, why Matthew Good was in it. <laughs> no, they said that his father was an American Secret Service agent. She could probably do an Australian accent. <laughs> <laughs> or we could do the same stupid bullshit, which is her dad was an American Secret Service agent. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, sorry. I just thought about... What if it's, what if The Rock is the Australian one? Because <laughs> he's Samoan or whatever. But, and then, so it's not the president's daughter, it's the prime minister's daughter. Oh, we're taking it out of America. Okay, okay, okay. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. Brain blast. <laughs> That's not a phrase. That's not a phrase. Um... <laughs> Okay, it's the prime, the Australian Prime Minister's daughter. The Rock is like her personal Secret Service agent, and then uh-huh. the visiting, um, uh, the 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 president's daughter <laughs> from some other country is visiting Haley Atwell. So let's say England, Prime Minister's daughter of the English Prime Minister's daughter, is visiting mm-hmm. Australia. Haley Atwell is her personal Secret Service agent. Those two daughters fall in love and run away together. <gasps> <Ugh>. <laughs> <laughs> this actually works so well because we had already planned out that the president was going to be Alice and Janney. And yes. she can be the prime minister. Sure. That's fine. Yeah. That works. And her husband was going to be Idris Elba. Yes. And he's British. So perfect. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so have... she's an English prime minister. So she has to do an English accent. And then yeah. the Australian prime minister... There's a ton of Australian actors to choose from. I'm blanking on all of them. Kate Blanchett is Australian. Yes. She would be okay. a great prime minister. Um, and then, I don't know, maybe she's like a single woman or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't have a man. She just has a kid. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so they like meet up, fall in love, and run off together. Um, and Rose McIver is playing the Australian daughter. Yes, even though she's right. from New Zealand. Yes, but America doesn't know that, yeah. so it's fine. <laughs> She'll do an Australian accent. She's got to be familiar with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and, okay, but, like, what brings them together? Why do they have to run off together? Because they could just hang out. And if the idea is that no one knows either one of them is gay, like, they would get away with it just fine? Or why well, do they have to okay, run away so is the question. They went to... in. In the original movie, they went to the G8 summit. Mm-hmm. So this time, it could also be the G8 summit. Okay. But, uh, so they're hanging out, and they both, like, I, I'm picturing this movie. I can't remember what movie it is. It's definitely Amanda Bynes, I'm pretty sure. No, it's the uh, Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen when they're in London one. Uh-huh. And <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, they have, like, they're sharing a bedroom or whatever, and they realize that they're both gay, Um, they pick up on all the coded message messages between each other and they realize like they want to go out and they want to, they want to go like explore 
Sydney together or they want to go to a gay bar together, whatever it is. And at this point, they're not in love yet. They're just like, pal, gal pal. Yeah. You can be my, you'll be my gay friend. You Or like the, the Australian girl knows where to go. So mm. she says, come with me, I'll show you the sights. Mm-hmm. And by sights, I mean the gay sights. Uh-huh. <laughs> And then somehow they get out in the outback. <laughs> or, yeah, maybe they're just both, like, it's like Chase and Liberty, where they're both, like, just super tired of being under lock and key and not being able to mm-hmm. be them true, their true selves. One of them has kept it so secret and hidden that nobody, including this girl, knows. The other girl knows. Mm-hmm. And so she's just assuming, like, oh, this is just this cool chick who's straight, but whatever. It'll be cool to hang out with her. And then she, like, drops a Katie Lang CD or something out of her bag. Because <laughs> it's 2002. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and she's like, what? Anyway. Um, yeah, so then they just, like, go on a little cross-Australia adventure. They end up at the Outback at some point. Okay. And Haley Atwell and The Rock have to work together to follow them around and find them. And then Haley Atwell and The Rock fall in love. I think this is gr- this is a great idea. My only hesitation is that it's not quite the same trope as yeah. Chasing Liberty because it's not the agent secretly just being your pal. Right, and lying to you the whole time. Yeah. Ugh. This is tough. This is tough. It is. Because originally when we talked about this after watching the movie, we said it would be, they would go to Australia and her agent would, they would pair her up with a female agent. Yeah. And they would be like, she's in good hands. And then she would, they would fall in love. Yes. And everybody would be like, they're fine. Meanwhile, they're having a great time because nobody suspects that the president's daughter is a lesbian. Right. So, I like that so much more. Okay, so too. forget Prime Minister's daughter. Uh, it's a separate movie. That's a different movie. <laughs> we'll, definitely, we'll definitely make that movie. Um, mm-hmm. But this is Chasing Liberty. So, yeah. So the Australian Prime Minister's daughter just wants to get out. And she sneaks away. And then they... They, wait, is she Australian? No, I thought it was... Wait, I thought Rose, in that instance, Rose McIver was the agent. Okay, so we're back to them being American. Yeah, Alice yeah, and yeah. Danny, Idris Elba. Idris Elba has an American yes. accent. Or he's he from can Oxford. Do. He can do very well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he can do well. He yeah, did right. on The Office. Okay. But he was going to be, like, an economist with, like... He's going to be adorable. <laughs> he's going to be, like, a super professorial type who just worships the ground Alice and Janney walks on. It's super mm-hmm. sweet. He's like really quiet, mild-mannered sort of guy. Yeah. Um, Always yeah. reading the newspaper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Keeping up with the stock exchange. Yeah. Having uh, interesting discussions with his wife about world policy and all that stuff. Yeah. Oh so God. they go down to it. Australia to visit. They have mm-hmm. this random Australian agent that somehow works for them magically. You know, <laughs> like that'd be good, dude. Um, yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then they fall in love. And they, yeah, at one point they end up in the outback, at one point they end up, like, on the beach, at one point they end up in a city, you know, there are lots of traveling, they meet crazy Mm -hmm. colorful characters, they get on the wrong train, go in the wrong place, or whatever. Yep, they hitch a ride with somebody. They fly in a crop duster or something, because Australia's so giant. Yeah. (laughs) Like, they don't even take trains, because that takes too long. That's a good point. Um, There are kangaroos at one point, maybe they go to the zoo and they hold koalas. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure. I love it. They could... No. <laughs> I was going to say, they could go to Tasmania for some reason at one point, but that might be too far. Yeah. Yeah, that's a bit tense. 
But we did, okay, so this was my idea, and you can still veto it if you want, but I said the president's daughter should be named Sydney, and then the movie would be called Chasing Sydney. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm into that. I'm into that. For sure. Yeah, and because she, she's really excited to go to Australia, because she's like, Sydney, it's my namesake, or whatever. Who uh-huh. knows? Maybe it's like where her parents met and fell in love, or something really random. <laughs> That's why they named her that. So that's where she was conceived. <laughs> that's what that's horrible. <laughs> oh Jesus! Oh boy, gross. Yeah, and of course we'll have an open casting call for whoever looks like the love child between Idris Elba and Allison Janney. Whoever that may yeah. be, because I'm blanking yeah, we right now. I I definitely did some IMDb searching, and I just there was nobody that was because Idris Elba is so muscly and Allison <laughs> Janney is so twig like, and I was like. <laughs> And they're just so different. I was like, what does that look like (laughs) when you put that together? But I'm sure they would be adorable because they're both amazing looking people. So Yeah, they're both very good looking people. So they'd have a very good looking baby. And that was the point in which I realized Ellen Page did not look like J.K. Simmons and and Allison Janney's daughter from Juno. Well, Allison Janney was her stepmom. You're right. Mind blown. I take it back. I take everything back. <laughs> okay, can we talk, can we get into a little bit of the Rock and Haley Atlas Rock, dynamic? Yes. Because yes. Mm-hmm. obviously we cannot do that Jeremy Piven crap because The Rock no. would never, he would no, never no, no. talk to a woman like that. It's offensive. No. Um, it offensive. <laughs> I kind of like the idea of her making little remarks. <laughs> nothing like, mm. nothing like offensive and hitting on him, but just like, when he punches someone, she's like, hmm, all right. Or, like, <laughs> talking talking about his muscles yeah, in general and just stuff. just, like, checking out his ass, things like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can see that. And he's yeah. like, whoa, woman. You know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. I kind of, I also kind of like the idea that they're already together. Ooh. <laughs> so it's just, like, hypersexualized because they... Mm. They want this job to be done so they can go home and just get laid. (laughs) (laughs) Or they're like, hey, look at it like a vacation, you know? We're getting to tour Australia Mm -hmm. and do all this fun stuff. Because, like, with Chasing Liberty, they were, like, one or two steps behind them every time. So they would often experience a lot of the same things. Like, they they fell asleep on a rooftop in Prague together. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's like, so a lot of parallels between their love story... So. Can you imagine the rock holding a little koala? It <laughs> <laughs> does sound really cute. Because I just imagined it and I'm in love. Oh my god. Uh, I also like the idea because we all know that Australia is so terrifying with all the spiders and bugs and snakes yeah. and stuff. The, the idea that the rock is so scared of all of these critters. Yes! <laughs> and like they have to camp out in a tent one night and the rock is so scared and Haley Atwell has to go out and like scare away the bugs or get rid of the snake or whatever. <laughs> or just be like, oh, relax, I'm trying to sleep. And he's like, I can't sleep. And she's just like, God, get it together, man. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I, I want to see it. this movie so badly. <laughs> uh, yes, mm-hmm. me too. Oh my God. And then, of course, I'm sorry, we have to have a song for Manny Moore in it. Because yeah, because I cannot huge, believe yeah, Chasing Liberty problem. did not. Okay, so every movie Mandy Moore is in that I've seen, mm-hmm. she has sung a song in because it's Mandy yep. Moore and she was a singer first. 
mm-hmm. and then an actor for three years, and then <laughs> <laughs> and then does voice work now. Um, yep. But yeah, she's supposed to sing. I thought she was just contractually obligated in every movie to sing, but I guess she got away with it in Chasing Liberty. But not this time. She's going to show up mm-hmm. and have an impromptu performance yep. at some point in this movie. It's going to make you cry like you're watching The Notebook, basically. They're out in oh, the man. outback. They're staying on some rancher's farm or whatever ranch. And the rancher's daughter, or the rancher, she's is Mandy Moore. And <laughs> wait, I'm sorry. We're putting her in the movie as well as making her sing a song. <laughs> she's trying to sing. She, they're out on the ranch. They're all sitting around a campfire talking. And she starts singing, and they're like, "Wow, so talented!" And she does a <laughs> terrible Australian accent, and everyone's like, "Yeah, I'm into it." It could be like non-diegetic sound, though. It doesn't have to be a part of the movie. It could just be like oh, you really want to rob these people of a musical <laughs> number. That's a good point, I guess. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Like, what's a Mandy Moore song, though? Wait, wh- I can't believe that was The Roots in Chasing Liberty, by the way, at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. they're at that concert. That's The Roots. They've, they've definitely changed a lot yeah. over the years. But, yeah, so, okay, there was a musical number or two in the first one. We can we can have her. It's just weird that she was the daughter in the first one. So. It's just a beautiful guess, reference to the that's first true. movie. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Okay, I'm in. And maybe she'll say a line to them, because they'll be like, actually, like, she finds out that it's the president's daughter, or whatever, and she's like, uh-huh. she says some knowing line about what a tough situation that is, or something like that, and you're like, yeah. wait a second. Uh, she, they could be like, you don't understand what we're going through. Yeah. She's like, oh, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> but in a terrible Australian accent. <laughs> or maybe she's American and she's just like, I just needed to get away from America and I'm just, you know. This is ten years later. Who knows what she's up to? Maybe she just decided to become an Australian rancher. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Why don't we leave it up to Mandy Moore to decide what she wants. Sure. We'll talk to her. Time. See what she wants. <laughs> I'll have our people call her people. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> uh, so anyway, <clears throat> that's uh, chasing Cindy, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's gonna be great. I, I love that. I love that shit. You know, there's a there's a movie <laughs> called because you know there's the movie in in the line of fire where it's like the president's plane is down somewhere and the Secret Service have to help him or whatever. But there's this lesbian movie called In Her Line of Fire where the president is a woman, their plane gets down, the Secret Service agent who's helping her is a woman and they fall in love. What? Not a great movie. Not not well done, of course, because it's a lesbian movie. But I just love the idea that they're like, let's just do that movie again with lesbians. So now I'm just inspired to, it could just be chasing lesbians. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. the name of the movie Chasing Lesbians <laughs> I do like that alright that's what it is <laughs> cause that'll sell <laughs> Chasing Lesbians I really think Chasing uh, Sydney is a perfect perfect name yeah mm-hmm. it would have been perfect in the 90s for sure yeah <laughs> it might not work now but you know <laughs> when yeah uh, alright well do you have a recommendation for me uh, I forgot to think of one because we recorded two days ago. I okay. mean, I can tell you that Viking season three came out for free on Amazon the other day, mm. and I watched five episodes in one sitting of a ten-episode season, so it's a real problem. Wow. 
fucking love that show, and there's so much <laughs> old Norse mythology and stuff like that in there. Oh. Literally, this guy came in and told the story. I was like, oh my god, Shannon, you have to watch this show. He literally just told that story that we translated from old Norse. Sparthel, Sparthelheim. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and uh, I was like, oh my god, is it Thor in disguise? It was, it oh, was awesome. Um, my god. So um, you have to get on that show because you would love it. Do they say Tutugu? <laughs> or Tutugu Wag Ein? Or whatever? <laughs> they haven't yet. They have ta- mm-hmm. like spoke in, in, in Old Norse because they have to translate between Old Norse and Old English um, mm-hmm. because they go over to England at a certain point. And so then you get to hear both languages, and it's super cool. And you're like, oh my god, I took Old Norse. Don't understand uh, what they're saying. I wonder if the listeners know that we took Old Norse together. Oh, Did yeah. we ever talk about that? Maybe we did. We, Maybe we didn't. We, we both took Old Norse yeah, together. We, we took a semester <laughs> of Old Norse, which was just us translating old, like, myths. Yep. Basically, so we can tell you all about how Loki pretended to be a horse... To mm-hmm. distract another horse from doing its work so that they could save some money. And then he gave birth to an eight-legged horse because he was a lady horse. Yep. Just, like, cool stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> but if you are really interested in North mythology, <laughs> you should check out Vikings. Because all three seasons are free on Amazon Prime right now. All right. I will... It is on my list. I will re-add it to my list, though. Okay. Um... One I have for you is I went to see The Lady in the Van on Monday, um, the Maggie Smith movie that is coming out. It might not, I don't think it's out in America yet. My dad nope. hadn't heard about it, but. Uh, you keep recommending things to me that I can't watch. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um, it's, it'll be coming out soon, I think, in the U.S., but it's a, it's a true life story about a woman that lived in the driveway of a really famous British playwright's home for 15 years and she was just a homeless woman that lived there um and maggie smith plays this woman margaret and she's so good like maggie smith is a national treasure yeah (laughs) um i would not recommend seeing it in the movie theater because you don't need to Mm -hmm. it's it's not really worth it unless you want to go out and support maggie smith you know by going to see it in Uh the theater but just wait until you see it on netflix or you see it you know is available somewhere and when it is definitely do watch it because it's it's so interesting to see like a story about a type of woman I've never seen before like a homeless woman that's has a lot of history but nobody will listen to it you know Mm -hmm. so I definitely recommend it okay that sounds good good. Mm -hmm. once again I forgot to tell Zach to send me something oh my god (laughs) (laughs) oh boy oh well you know uh, <laughs> Tubbs. <laughs> uh, Tubbs. 